Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. Hey, everybody. We are back with a new podcast series we're doing because everybody loves mysteries. It's one of the things that we <laughs> and our longtime listeners have in common is our fond love of mysteries. Right, Justin? That's right. That's right. We've spent more time talking about mysteries than any other podcast on the internet, I'm convinced. The only thing that's not a mystery is whether or not we like mysteries. <laughs> that's a simple fact. And um, in that vein, uh, I came across an interesting mystery service of sorts called Dear Homes. Uh, and if you have ah, a mail order it, mystery service, a mail order mystery, because the best mysteries come by USPS, right? <laughs> Um, or do they? They might not be on time, but <laughs> you can get them in your mailbox. Uh, so Dear Holmes is based on the Sherlock Holmes character. and You've heard of Sherlock Holmes, right? Listeners. Presumably. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's a mail-based mystery service in which the premise is that uh, you, as a recipient of the letters, are a consulting detective uh, working alongside the preeminent consulting detective, Sherlock Holmes. And basically, uh, you get letters uh, supposedly once a week. Uh, Justin and I will talk about that <laughs> later. Uh, but the, ideally, you get, there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a mystery every month. Uh, and uh, you get around four letters, so one one letter a week, that is from uh, a person in needing uh, the services of you as a consulting detective to help solve the mystery for that month. And so I signed Justin and I up for this service, and uh, because, as you know, we like mysteries. Uh, And... um, so we're going to be covering these um, Dear Homes mysteries uh, for the next couple of months because uh, we signed up for the three-month uh, package, as they call it, um, as most people call it. It's just a simple word, package. And um, uh, so, yeah, we decided it'd be cool to uh, talk about this on the podcast and then also invite uh, you all listening into the mysteries. So uh, what we're going to do for each letter that we get um, for the mystery of the month, we'll do a podcast about it where we will read the letter that we get from the person in needing of help. And uh, then we'll just kind of talk about what we think is happening, you know, who we think the suspects might, might be the, you know, the modus operandi as they call it in Latin. (laughs) And um, and the opportunity and things like that. And then uh, we'll also post these letters to our Patreon so that you have a chance to read them as well. And then, of course... Uh, you could be citizen detectives. Hey! Citizen detective is the best type of detective. Uh, what's that from? What's that's, from, from? that's from Yellow Jackets. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Oh no, I knew <laughs> it was something uh deep dark and interesting. Yep. Um speaking of mysteries, right? Indeed, um, yeah. Season two, any day now. Come on, any, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we'll we'll post these uh, on the Patreon, and that way you could you can read them, you know, even before the podcast um, or before you listen to the podcast, so you can get a chance to uh, formulate your own theories before we do the deep dive and kind of hash it out. Uh, yeah, anything else to add there, Justin? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, I was just going to say, like, I've been thinking really hard um, about uh, mystery writing and, and you know, primarily in the context of narrative um, stuff, you know, uh, books or, uh, you know, it, it could be TV shows. It could even be a movie. Um, it could be, uh-huh. you know, in a number of forms, I suppose. But Are you going to um, name all the forms? Should I? <laughs> Let's start from the sure. beginning. Go alphabetically, please. <laughs> There's mimeograph. And... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there's... Uh, um, uh, after listening to a lot of them, like, I've kind of developed this... Yeah, it's not really new because I think a lot of people have have pointed out, you know, some of these things before, but at least in my head, like I've sort of distilled some techniques for um, solving, uh, you know, fictional mysteries. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you want to solve a mystery in the real world, like don't do this because this is not a good method. But Mm -hmm. if you want to solve a mystery that was written for you to be a mystery, um, I think, you know, some of this stuff is is good. Like I was thinking about writing like a manual or some rules or something, because I do think there are some techniques you can use that really will get you. Like I have found in the last, like, I don't even know, 10 or or so like mysteries that I've watched. Like, Mm -hmm. have I guessed the answer every time? No, but I have always come up with the answer as a possibility. Like mm-hmm. I've, it, it has not failed to produce the, you know, like I can't quite narrow it down because a lot of times, like, no, mm-hmm. figuring out which of the possibility possibilities it is depends on knowing like what's a red herring. And sometimes yeah. there's like a really obscure clue buried somewhere that like points in a certain direction and, mm-hmm. you know, it can get really hard, but um, you know, like some of the rules are, are stuff like, I mean, like there's a really obvious thing where like, generally speaking, the, the, you know, the culprit, you know, often the killer, but you know, whoever like did the thing, mm-hmm. uh, you should be a character in the story, you know, yep. um, you should have met that person. And my rule of thumb is you should have met that person before the halfway point in the story. Yep. If yep. you haven't met that person before the halfway point, then you know, and, that's probably unless not. Unless it's Kevin Spacey. Unless, oh God. I don't know <laughs> if that counts, but okay, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, that's... The exception I mean, that proves the rule. I mean, in a way, that's not like a whodunit. It's more of a, like, I don't know, whatever. I Yeah, I get your point. Um, but, uh, you know, there's... Uh, uh, you know, well, that's a wait. That's a good good point to to, to clarify. Are are these are these Justin's rules for solving a whodunit, or is it a general mystery, or is it specific to whodunits? I think, I think it is like definitely the the frame I have in mind is primarily a whodunit thing. I think you know. I think once you expand out to like a general mystery, like you could apply some of the ideas more vaguely. But 
um, you know, it's it's harder to be specific when like the mystery could be anything, you know, mm-hmm. like what it's about could be like anything. So it would be it would be harder to come with general rules. So definitely like the frame of mind I have in mind is is like there's a thing. Usually it's a murder, but it could be some other thing. And the question is like who did the thing? Yeah, you gotcha. know, that's uh, that's definitely what I have in mind. Uh, uh, you know, because I think a lot of mystery stories revolve around that kind of mystery yep um you know a lot of certainly the sherlock holmes things you know fall in that category um so like another thing that i've noticed uh is a pretty common pattern is if a character comes off as like really like a super asshole they're like really combative and mean and stuff you can probably safely assume that's not the one who did it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like 99 percent of the time isn't the person who usually did it yeah like if they come off as like oh, i hate that person and they you know they sometimes that character gets set up as a suspect early on they start talking about oh maybe that's the killer you can almost guarantee yeah. that that will not be the killer you know unless they're really trying to subvert that trope because yeah. it's just so common that you have these kind of antagonistic larger, characters that's kind of a larger rule right is the person you that is suspected to be the killer, you know, around the midpoint or even shortly after, it's probably not the killer. Yeah. Because they're going to reveal the killer in the third act. And it's Why not would the you... person they thought all along. Say it so early. Yeah, exactly. It would be weird. And then there's sort of the inverse of that rule, which is if you want to look for suspects and you really want to, like, um, you know, get a start on that list, I always find a good place to start is... Who seems like the most helpful characters? Who seems like the mm. most, who seems like the least likely characters to be yes. the one who did it? Yeah. Start, think about those people. Think about why are these characters, if there's a character where it's like, why is this helpful character even in the story? Yeah. That's a good place to go. Okay, maybe there's something here. Maybe they're actually mm-hmm. in the story because they have a significance later. And, you know, uh, like for now, they seem like they only exist to be this helpful, friendly character, mm-hmm. but immediately be suspicious of that and put that on a list. Like, yeah, that's, you know, um, so I always go by like, and I like so many, so many of those like whodunit stories I've been able to get get the right person just by narrowing it down to like who seems like the nice helpful characters yeah and if you just start naming them it's like at a certain point you're gonna come up with the person you know um uh so yeah uh uh there's other stuff but i guess like i wanted to say that just as a preface to this because like i have no idea you know this is um you know this is like an embedded um mystery where they're like putting us in the thing and they're dressing it you know to Mm -hmm. us and i have no idea what the nature of these puzzles is going to be you know like like are they going to have like anagrams in there is there going to be a secret code (laughs) you know what i mean like i have no idea what the rules of the game are i don't know what to expect on any level what that's the best kind of game oh (laughs) I thought you said it's not a game. I'm like, it better be a fucking game. Anyway, okay. Almost really dead. <laughs> like, They're relying like, on us, you and me, Justin. 
Oh my god. Why am I solving a mystery from 1895? That's real. Like let's talk about unsolved mysteries. <laughs> it's just I I that was all a preface to say that like that I feel like I might be bad at this because I don't know what the rules of the game are. Like I don't know what kind of things might constrain the way they present like the solutions to things, you know, yeah, like yeah. Because I've never seen one of these before. Anyway, I'm just making excuses in case I'm really yeah, bad at clearly, this. I, I think see. it's possible. Yeah, your ego is like wanting to just <laughs> preference that you might not get it right off the bat. Duly noted, sir. Duly noted. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look, it's fine. You know, I, I can, I just want you to know. I just want you to understand. <laughs> hey, hey, I could have solved this if I would have known, but I didn't, and I didn't. <laughs> I'm still a good boy. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a 100% hit rate, you know, uh, with like guessing the thing, but like I've just, I've developed this thing where I can really narrow down the possibilities and usually the correct one is in what I can name, but like, I don't even know if that's going to be possible here. So I'm just, I guess I'm expressing. You're both, some... you're both inflating your ego and deflating it. You're like, listen, I got a foolproof system for solving mystery, <laughs> but it might not apply to this one. But if it does, I'm the best. <laughs> oh yeah. That's another thing. Like the character who's hiding something, but it's not that they're the killer. Mm -hmm. Like, they're hiding, you know, like, I don't know, they're having an affair yeah. or they're, you know, they're running some secret criminal operation or, you know, there's all sorts of like things that like people can hide stuff and be cagey, but it doesn't mean they're actually the killer, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like the story a lot of times will, will like try to force you to think like, well, this person's suspicious and they're lying about stuff. Mm -hmm. So they must be the killer. And yeah, like, why that's there a point to say like, no. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Well, I that's actually great that you have been thinking about this kind of stuff recently and that you have a foolproof system for solving <laughs> all mysteries possible. I really I honestly I don't think I'm gonna be good at this, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I don't have to be good at everything. <laughs> I really don't mind. It's cool. It's cool. All right. You don't mind the periodic failure. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess what I'm hoping is that if we do, you know, if we do a few of these, I'll start to learn, like, what the, yes. you know, rules of the game are, like, what the possibilities are for how they present things. Yeah. And then, like, maybe by letter five or six, like, I'll start getting mm -hmm. a bit better at it. I mean, that's kind of what I'm assuming it's going to be, because... Like, I, yeah, just looking at the first bit of this, I was like, okay, I've no, I don't understand. I have no idea what's going on here. Uh, okay, good. Was there something else you wanted to mention before we get started? No, or no, no, no. That's good. That's all. I just okay. wanted to give that preface because, you know, I like to think of myself as a great solver of, of fictional mysteries, but I think this one, <laughs> I don't know how well this is going to go. I'm not confident well, on any level. And, and just to be clear, I've read the first letter, the first case letter. So like I said, with the Dear Holmes uh, series, and if anyone's interested in, I, I'm going to sound like we're being sponsored, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it really sounds like it, right? Why, why don't we get a sponsorship <laughs> to, for this? Go to dearhomes.com if you're interested. Did in you write them and ask them to like sponsor us? Because well, I feel like. Maybe after this one. podcast gets a million views. Okay. 
we'll ask for the sponsorship. Okay. Um, but I was just going to say, yeah, you, if you're interested in this, uh, signing up for this service yourself, you can go to dearhomes.com. You mean a million in base two, right? A million in base two. I, I, I mean, I'm not a math professor, so <laughs> that is that like, uh, I don't even know what that is. That that would be like uh, uh, six. six uh, is that's a lot still um six uh, squared or two two to the sixth two what to the that? sixth yeah that's it's 64 that's it i think so yeah yeah 64 no yeah. yeah oh a million you said a million yeah okay so it should it be two, two to the seven or eight 16, 32, 64. It should be 128. 128. Yeah. yeah I think we can do that. Well, who's the math professor now? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, why did you? Wait, what do you mean? I just, got a, I just got a PhD from that one, <laughs> one simple solution. Okay. 128,000 listeners in base two. That is the answer. That no, 128, not thousand. Oh, shit. I just lost my PhD. <laughs> easy go, easy go. <laughs> Why are you putting thousands? Thousands is base 10. Come on. Oh, I know. I know. Um, okay, so yes, I clearly mean a million in, in base 2. You're welcome. Sometimes I reference numbers in different bases. I like to have attainable goals. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, well, maybe that is that part of your deductive skills in in mysteries is seeing what base numbers are in. <laughs> hey, if it helps, yeah, I, it's there. All right, I don't know. I mean, did they know about that in the eighteen hundreds? <laughs> Nobody knows the answer to that. Um, that's a different mystery that's been unsolved. Okay, so okay, so this is the point in the podcast where we're going to read the letter. So this is letter number one for the mystery that we have. By the way, so Justin and I kind of alluded to before, uh, and I'll just I'll just elaborate a bit that we're supposed to get a letter a week by U.S. Postal Service, and I've it, it's been a it's been over a month. So when you sign up for the service, you can only start the service for the following month, right? So if it's in the middle of like a middle of a month or something, they won't start you until the next month. So Let's just I, say uh, the middle of October, for so example. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So sign up for the middle of October, you're going to start in November. You right. should get one letter a week. November has like four weeks, maybe five because it's yeah. the, uh, did it have five this year? It did have five this year. But Nevertheless, you should get about one a week uh, for an entire case, right? Uh, so at this point, November has come and gone. <laughs> I've gotten two letters, and Justin has one. Uh, and wait, did you even get No, you got three, letter? right? I thought you got three. I'm not counting the intro letter. Oh, because the intro letter is all I got. So okay, otherwise, so I got, got zero. zero you, uh, let's say you've got zero case letters. I got two case letters. <laughs> So, so we don't yeah. have the answer. So, yeah, just to make it clear, we, we don't have the answer to this mystery. You know, we're recording this at the beginning of December. Maybe there's some people out there who live in, like, fancy areas where the Postal Service works really well, and they've already solved the mystery. Yeah, there's definitely people who have gotten all their case letters by now and have solved this mystery, <laughs> but it's not us. So. No, it's so not us. 
And don't uh, look it up. Don't spoil yourself or us. I don't think there's a way to look it up. <laughs> Though there's no way you can't like Google it. I don't know if anyone's posting the answers on Google, but maybe there's a Reddit for this. I don't know. I didn't look for it. I could see it. I could see it being a thing. I just, yeah. okay, maybe not. Maybe not. But just in case, don't Google it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so this is a point in which we're going to read the letter, but we are also going to, by the time this podcast, it, you're listening to it, we're going to have the letter posted on the Patreon. So you could pause it, pause the podcast now and go read the letter yourself. So you're up to speed on what we're going to talk about. Or you could just listen to me read the letter. I guess that's just the same almost. Make up your own uh, mind. Make a, Let hey, us know what you think in the comments. Follow your own direction. <laughs> or just uh, listen to us if you want to be like a passive listener. That's fine. There's a little, little uh, <laughs> put some stank on it. No judgment. No stank. I I I I stank not no. <laughs> I stand for no stank. Okay. I'm all about so, passivity. Come on, like I listen to stuff all the time. I don't do shit. I don't. It's, yeah. I understand. It's all good. That's why we're here. But you could also not do that. It's when equally... you say dis, you mean disagree. I get you. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pulling it out of the old hat. Okay, here we go, guys. <laughs> um all right i can't wait i can't wait this is the first time for me by the way i have yeah. not read this yeah so i just like you will be reading this for the first time unless you are also subscribed and you've already read it and if so please tell us what the other case letters say because we have <laughs> yeah post those in the comments if you have them why don't Thank you just you. post the case letters you have um <laughs> Well, what's fun for me is that I could just make up stuff in this letter and you won't know what it is. Um, dear Holmes. You're talking philosophy. to me because I'm looking at it right now. Oh, so you're not, that's, you're not getting away with that because I, unless you fake this letter you sent to me. My Velociraptor <laughs> has escaped its containment. <laughs> but the UFO from Nope has captured it. Uh, okay. The now, UFO from what? from nope uh, oh from nope oh my god oh my god okay here we go everyone. has captured it you mean ate it because that's all it does uh spoiler, spoiler alert please. yes thank you wow we can't go anywhere without a spoiler with sorry if you all haven't right. seen jordan peele's nope yet i give up all right ah, it's your <laughs> fault and our fault okay <laughs> So one of the cool things about the Dear Holmes letter series is you actually get a real letter. You actually get a printed material, you know, uh, it's written. Theoretically. <laughs> yes. Some of us, not yeah. so much, but I mean, yes. listen, you will eventually maybe get something. <laughs> What's anyway, cool I agree with your general point. I just. It, it, it comes, you know, it comes in like a nice standard envelope. Um, the return address on it is Sherlock Holmes, which is entertaining. Yeah. Because um, he died years ago. We all know that. And um, Or did he? <laughs> that's the mystery we're solving. Um, <laughs> what's funny is the, the intro letter that kind of introduces you to the whole thing it, it is on like printed on the textured paper, which is really, really nice. But mm -hmm. my first case letter is just on normal paper. Oh. Uh, it, is, it is sort of a yellow 
cartoon paper, but um, it's not textured. Which I thought it would all be like that. All right, less opulent, well. you know, less opulent. Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah. so here we go. We're going to read case letter number one for the November 2022 uh, Dear Homes Ministry. All right. Okay. So there's letterhead at the very top that says the Adelard Arms, and then there's a coat of arms. Uh, yeah. And I'll just kind of just—I mean, I guess you'll see this on the. Oh list. God, is this going to be a code? That's what I'm saying. That's kind of. God why damn I, it! I, like the sword out of the head. I felt the need to describe this. You obviously can check it out on the podcast post. What this looks like, we'll have the scan there. But it is a uh, a knight's armor helmet turned to the left. Oh, that's what it is. Not a lizard. Okay. Okay. No, not a lizard. You're going to be a crackpot at this. Um, <laughs> And it's got a hand coming out of the top with a sword pointing to the right. And then there's this coat of arms where there's sort of two uh, animal figures. It might be a dog or a wolf. And then there's a line that's three stars. And then there's a line that's a single uh, wolf or some sort of animal. Can't, hard to tell. It probably doesn't matter. Underneath it says... I was going to say tiger. lion, but anyway, I don't know. Hey, lion, wolf, bear, tiger. It has four legs. It was Let's agree on that. Um, and okay, the date for this letter is the first of May, eighteen ninety-five. One May, please. Well, European I, style. I got close. I said the first of May, but you're right. I should have said one May. Okay, here we go. All right, dear Mister Holmes, my name is Ewan. That's how you pronounce that, by the way. Oh, did you look that up, or you knew it already? I want to be smart and tell you I knew it already. Okay. But I did look it up. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> it's it's Gaelic. It's E-O-G-H-A-N. It's pronounced Ewan. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My name is Ewan uh, Finnecan, and though we've never met, my name is certain to have come up at least once or twice over the course of your investigations. I was the assistant to Professor James Moriarty in the years before his death. The widespread publication of the professor's Whoa. crimes has made finding work a near impossibility for me, but this I have been willing to withstand. <laughs> I write you because my association with the professor has led to a more daunting problem. I have been falsely accused of stealing a priceless ancient astrolabe from a university where I sought employment, and in truth, I do not think these accusations are mere coincidence. <laughs> now, to the facts. When I began my studies in mathematics, I thought that the mentorship of such an eminent academician would assure me a comfortable position and a brilliant career. For years, I graded examination papers for the professor, copied notes for him, and conducted research at his request. He was my primary reference, and my working relationship with him was common knowledge in academic circles, partly, I admit, because I made it so, thinking it would bolster my reputation. I was his right-hand man, but only for university business. I knew nothing of Professor Moriarty's true nature or of his secret activities until soon after I received my degree. Your investigation led to his downfall, and when Dr. Watson published his account of your case, quote, the adventure of the final problem, end quote, it had a devastating effect upon my life. None of my applications for employment since have produced much as, have produced so much as an interview, and only a handful of colleges that I have applied to have bothered to send me even a brief letter of rejection. None of my requests for a letter of reference have met with anything more than scornful refusal. 
On several occasions, my attempts to visit these universities to plead my case have been rebuffed. No administrator or professor will meet with me, and quite often I am informed that if I do not leave immediately, the police will be called and directed to arrest me for trespassing. I have not been able to find any sort of position, even in the smallest and most disreputable schools. Private tutoring employment has been difficult to come by as well. I have managed to persuade a few wealthy families to hire me to educate their children, but even these positions have lasted scant, uh, scarcely a week before I'm in, in, inevitably summoned to meet the head of the family, informed that my services are no longer required, and handed a small envelope with a month's wages. On two occasions, that has been accompanied, uh, accompanied with the additional stipulation that I should vacate the premises post-haste, lest the police be called. Consequently, I have attempted to use old acquaintances and colleagues to find work of late. I have had several friends in the mathematics department as I was, as I was earning my degree, and all of them received excellent jobs upon their graduation. An old mathematics society friend, Percy Moore, now holds a post at the DO... The, the Iosin College in Cheshire, <laughs> and my friends, now married, Ella and Lionel Morfitt, both work at St. John's. Unfortunately, none of them want anything to do with me. <laughs> Quite unfortunate. My <laughs> attempts to talk to them, in parentheses, or beg for help, close parentheses, have been rebuffed all the same. Moore laughed at my pleas two weeks ago and has told me I should refrain from visiting him again while Lionel refused to speak to me. Ella, gracious as always, invited me into her small office for a chat last week. But when I began to broach the subject of an open position at St. John's, her countenance changed and our conversation promptly concluded. More recently, in parentheses, and instigating my present legal troubles, close parentheses, I secured an interview for a tutoring position at Adelard College's mathematics department, where my two old best friends, McCann Butchard, and Ken Gorward, Gorward oh <laughs> currently in Brazilian careers. I swallowed my pride and arrived the day before my interview, in parentheses, that is, yesterday, close parentheses, to speak with them, hoping that one or both might be willing to testify to my character. As I walked along the pathway towards their offices, I noticed them ahead of me and approached. Both of them cut me dead and refused to even glance in my direction when I pleaded with them to listen. I followed them into the building, beseeched them for two minutes of their time until I realized that my cries were rather loud. <laughs> Unfortunately, for what little remained of my dignity, the campus was deserted. There was some sort of festival in a nearby village, I understood. Nearly everybody in the area was there. In spite of this, my once close friends refused so much as to look me in the eyes and locked themselves in their offices. Dejected, I returned to the inn where I had been staying. I woke rather late today, in parentheses, close to 11 in the morning, close parentheses, and went down for a simple lunch of bread and cheese before my interview at the college. And this is just, and that is when I first learned of the accusations against me. Just as I finished my lunch, a policeman grabbed me roughly by the shoulders of my shabby gray overcoat and demanded that I follow him to the station. When I asked why, he glowered and said, you know why. I replied that I certainly didn't, and he told me that I was suspected of theft, and that if it didn't come along quietly, he'd make a great scene of arresting me. Everybody was already looking at me with suspicion, and I knew I had little to gain by standing up for myself, so I quietly followed him for a quarter of a mile down the road to the station. And along the way, he introduced himself as Constable Bentley Swallow. <laughs> Sorry. As Constable Bentley Swallow, an officer assigned to University Patrol. 
I trust his stature easily earned him the position. As we approached the station, Swallow looked down at the cuff of his uniform and roared, You tore off my cuff! No, I didn't, I insisted. You have not done it leaving the inn. <laughs> Sorry. You must have done it. Leaving the inn. <laughs> uh, you're making it more confusing. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Edit, edit that out. <laughs> you must have done it leaving the inn, he replied. And he was so adamant that I started to wonder if I really had done it. I hadn't deliberately fought him, but I was so nervous when he started leading me away. I was shaking, and I suppose I could have inadvertently ripped the cuff. I tore off the cuff. Sorry. I tore, <laughs> if I tore the shirt, Constable, I said, it was a dear mistake. Allow me to pay your tailor. He grumbled, then lit a cigarette, muttering to himself about the cuff. I think he saw me eyeing his cigarette case, rather fashionable, actually, and thought I was fishing for a cigarette. Without looking up, he said, out of luck, and opened the case to show me it was empty, save for some numbers etched across one of the longer sides. After a few puffs of his cigarette, he stomped it on the ground and motioned for me to follow him into the station. There, I was surprised to be reunited with Mac and Ken, who were seated on a bench and staring at me with contempt. I called out to the pair as Constable Swallow led me in, but I was directed into a room where nearby the constable, sorry, I was directed into a room wherein the constable would speak with me privately. He asked me to empty my pockets, which were already as such, and after some probing on my part, finally informed me that I was, quote, under investigation for a theft at Adelard College. While tending to the university grounds this morning, one of the school's chairwomen discovered a protective glass case meant to host a valuable antique astrolabe, shattered. The stolen item had been replaced by a rough stone brown and green in color, presumably used to break the glass. The fixture was in an atrium next to Mac and Ken's offices, so my former colleagues were the first to be alerted. They, in turn, located Constable Swallow and informed him of the crime. The chairwoman, Elise Northcott, told him she hadn't witnessed anybody or anything unusual when cleaning earlier that morning. When Swallow asked Mac and Ken if they had heard anything the moments before, both of them responded in the negative, but they were both reported that I had recently approached them. The constable then confirmed with the college that I had not only registered for a tour of the grounds yesterday, but had also been scheduled for an interview today. He apprehended me shortly afterwards, and my former colleagues were unrepentant at the station. Matt claimed I must have hidden away the artifact while Ken repeatedly explained, explained that I was... Professor Moriarty's protege and therefore, quote, obviously a viper. Still, without any evidence, Constable Swallow couldn't arrest me and I was released, though I was told that I be carefully watched. I will be straight with you, Mr. Holmes. I am in fact familiar with the stolen object, but only superficially. I saw it for the first time on my brief tour of Adelard yesterday, where I learned it had been part of the college's collection for some time. It is an object of amazing artistry, about the size of my palm, made, with, made of gold with a number of fine intricate carvings of leaves and flowers on it. Each of the flowers has a brightly colored gemstone in its center. When I saw it, the astrolabe had just been placed in a new case in the school's main atrium to impress visitors and potential donors, I suppose. Its lid was open so you could see the various little wheels and dials used to track the stars and calculate latitude. It must have taken months to create, but I digress. I had nothing to do with the theft of this astrolabe, or with any theft at all for that matter. Please, help me clear my name. 
part of me does part of me does understand that employers look to hire men with unpeachable reputations, but it's a terrible unfairness that my name is being smeared for once failing prey for excuse me for once falling prey to a scoundrel. I'm a mathematics. Sorry, I was going to say science <laughs> professor. I'm a mathematician, not a criminal. Sincerely, Yuen Funikan. All right, that's letter number one, uh, case letter number one from the uh, November 2022 case. Wow. So who did it, Justin? <laughs> Wait, am I supposed to know already? I mean, if your system is so foolproof. <laughs> uh, why did I even mention it? Um, it seems like a good idea. I don't know. Okay. Okay, okay. So so a few things stood out to me. Okay. What stands out? Um so okay. Uh hold on. I'm just trying to pull this up here so I can look through it. Okay. So um this scene about the cuff was weird. Mm -hmm. Like there's something going on here. Like, because this scene made no sense to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this is, th this almost fits into my my system. Like, if there's a thing mm -hmm. that seems, like, totally irrelevant, maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, uh, because it's like, it, it looks at the cuff, you tore my cuff. No, I didn't. You must have done it leaving the inn. And he was so adamant, then I wondered if I did it. And I thought, maybe I did it. Like, and then there's this thing about the cigarette case. Um, yes. That's weird, too. Like, this whole paragraph, I'm like, something's up here. It makes me suspect Constable Swallow. He, he, there's some, he, you know, he's the one who is deciding who's guilty, right? He's the one that nobody's suspecting has anything to do with this because his job is to protect all this stuff. But yeah, he's got two strange things about him with saying you tore my cuff which is a weird thing to say out of nowhere and he did yeah why would you say that as we approach the station yeah he didn't notice it when it happened if it happened right uh and then the thing about yeah and how would he even know how would he even know well it's, it's like he... yeah my cuff wasn't torn before i saw you and now it's torn therefore you did it you must have done it like well how do you know you didn't snag on like how yeah. do you know i don't know <laughs> well, is this part of the prejudice against anyone who's worked with Moriarty? I mean, I got to say, that's one of the things I really like about this this letter so far. It's just the, you know, the connection to Holmes's biggest uh, antagonist, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And this person who's, who's victim to, you know, uh, association with this person. And so it seems like, you know, as he says, his friends told, um, I guess, told him he must be a viper right so is he is he saying you tore my cuff because anything that goes bad is you know is this guy's fault mm -hmm. yeah 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 and then the cigarette case that was the first time we you know we saw some numbers right so that's it's an empty case and then yeah they say there's some numbers we don't know what they are but like why mm -hmm. why right like why why would you mention why, that why, why I, would you have a cigarette case with numbers etched into them yeah yeah, it's 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 the kind of thing where it just seems like it should mean something, but I don't know. I mean, what does that have to do with this thing that was stolen? Like, I don't know. Like, did they? Yeah. 
I don't know. The, the, the people that seem suspicious to me are obviously his two friends who are in the office next to... Oh, yeah, Dave. definitely. They're both are like, he did it, he did it. The other thing is the chairwoman, because the, the letter states that she she was cleaning earlier and didn't see any problem, which means there could have been a problem and she's covering it up. Right. right. Or she stole it herself and it's saying, well, no, it was there before, you know. Um, so they they feel suspicious to me. Uh, I'm I'm gonna assume that this guy actually didn't do it, right? <laughs> that you and who wrote the letter to us didn't actually steal it. I mean, that would That's be hilarious funny. if it was like <laughs> clear my name, but, yeah, but I yeah, actually I totally did it. Did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I feel like that's a safe assumption. Yeah, I am curious. Like you said, we don't really know how these cases are going to go and the details that we're going to get in the letters. I don't know if they're going to introduce new characters or if these. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is this enough? You know, and and going back. So another rule. Did I mention the rule? Like you should meet. You should meet the culprit halfway through the story. Um, you know, if there's four letters, then technically that's, you know, we could meet the culprit in the, like, is, is it guaranteed that the one who actually stole the thing is in this letter? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, I feel like it makes sense that it would the, be, but I just. Another important detail is that there was a celebration in the village or something. So a lot of people were not on campus. So there's, right. I think we're supposed to take that to mean there's not that many people who could have done it. Yeah. Yeah, the campus was and deserted. Yeah. The the suspect or the culprit might have used that as an opportunity to do it. You know, and that's the yeah. other thing I was wondering too. Did the did the person, you know, either his friends or somebody else say, Hey, we we want to steal this thing. We need a fall guy. Uh let's give him an interview at the college so that he has a reason to be on campus. And then once he's here, we'll steal it and then blame it on him. I wonder if that mm-hmm. that's why he got the interview. Cuz he said none of my applications for employment have just produced yeah. so much as an interview. It was a setup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Could the uh uh no, that doesn't make any sense. No. No. Wait. Uh yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to figure out if like something used to steal the thing could have been in the cigarette case, but well, I don't know if that the really thing makes that sense. connects to me. If there's numbers on the cigarette case, you know, the astrolabe is used with astronomy stuff, right? So maybe there's right. numbers connecting to that. I don't know why you'd have numbers on the case, but uh, and the fact that you know this does seem like a timely theft, right? Because he says when he was there for the tour. He saw the thing on display. So a lot of people were seeing this thing. Um, and they were seeing how intricate it was and presumably valuable. Um, did they say it was gold or something? Uh, I'm trying to figure out why it's about Oh, there's there's like jewels and gems within it. Okay. So we can presume it's valuable. Uh, so I guess let's start in the beginning. Like who would who would have a motive for stealing this thing? from the people we've seen, right? Like, obviously, Ewan, the main character here, is desperate for a job and for money, so he's got a motive, right? Which might be why he was pinned for it. Um, Yeah. His friends, um, Mac and Ken, 
I don't think there's any obvious motive that they mentioned from them, right? It, it Yeah, it would have to be something they would tell us later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same with the chairwoman, and I think same with the constable. Yeah, yeah. All these people apparently don't know him, or I shouldn't say that, don't uh, have an obvious reason to do the thing and frame him for it. Yeah. Some now, do know him. the people who know him are more likely to be the suspect because I agree. They have, yeah. And okay, so going to one of your rules, right, about who's the helpful person, uh, the one person that has been helpful in this and, and categorizes nice above all else was Ella. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. If we're going to use Justin's rule for solving whodunits, I would say Ella is at the top of the list because. She's the only one that didn't seem like she has a motive. She was really, really nice yep. and helpful. Literally helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also there and she knows him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, that works. That works very well with the rules. Mm-hmm. What was the thing that happened in that scene? Like, let's see. Um uh when I begin to broach the subject, yeah, see, and that's almost like a con thing, you know, yeah. like where it's like, it's like, oh, I'm going to act like I don't want to talk yeah. about that when like now, secretly. <laughs> now she's not at Adelard. She's at St. John. That's true. Different place. Different yeah. Place. Now here's an interesting thing. If we're really just going to grasp her straws, right? He says that the astrolabe was used. Let me find. Uh, let me find the exact word. Um, what did he say? Something about the donors. Um, uh, where is it? Oh. Oh, it had just been placed in, in a new case in the school's main entrance to impress visitors and potential donors. So, one motive might be is they stole it so that they don't get new donors and the donors donate to her college or something, right? Something like that, like mm-hmm. coveted piece. Um, right. Maybe there's a competition between the colleges or something, universities here. So I don't know, something to throw out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's see what we, what we got in here about Ella. Ella graciously, as always, invited me into her small office for a chat last week. But when I began to broach the subject of an open position at St. John's, her countenance changed and our conversation promptly concluded. Um, that does seem super suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I guess there's another way you could go with it, which is that, I don't know, that she knows something mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, she knows about the plan, even if, she, I don't know. I, the, it's... It it also just seems like it fits in with the story he's trying to tell here, but, um, but yeah, I I think I I don't know. I guess I guess that that the main problem with that is it's not clear that she was there, Mm -hmm. you know, to have actually like stolen the thing. So okay, whereas like these other characters were there. So Lionel and 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 Ella are his friends and they're now married. I think they're the friends from his university days and now they're married. Okay. So that's an interesting connection, right? Um, And they both work at St. John's. 
Okay. Yeah. And he said none of them want anything to do with him. Um. And let's see. My attempts to talk to them have been rebuffed all the same. Uh, Moore, who is I don't know Percy Moore. Percy Moore. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. laughed at his pleas two weeks ago and told me I should refrain from visiting him again while Lionel... So Lionel didn't even talk to him at all. Ella agreed yeah. to talk to him, but when but when he brought up an open positions, her countenance changed. So that's interesting because she should have known why he wanted to talk to her. Yeah. So why would she agree to a meeting knowing potentially he's going to be asking for a job because that's what he's been doing to everybody around To find him. work. That's what it says at the beginning. Yeah use old acquaintances and colleagues to find work. Yeah. So she knew so, that that would be a possibility, even if they're like, Oh, we're just going to catch up. Yeah. She would have known, Oh, he might ask for a job, but she still said, okay, to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he started about an open position. Okay. So I feel like that's a thing to underline. Broach the subject of an open position. Is there something with that? Like, like there's no positions open. For some reason, you know what I mean. Versus, we don't want to hire you because of your reputation. Like that's a different case than there's some issue with the school and how and whether or not we have open positions. We're right. Trying to figure if that's yeah. a, if that's a clue. Yeah, the way it's written, it's not clear. It's not clear if there is an open position, but Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to talk to him about it because Mm -hmm. he's got this sullied reputation or if actually there is no open position and Mm -hmm. you know, that, that also like, she's just uncomfortable because she can't help him. I don't know. Like I'm really not, I'm not sure what we're supposed to think about that. It's weird. Um, uh, so uh something else I didn't so uh Moriarty is supposed to be a math professor? Is that what they said? I mean th- this uh this character oh, uh, who wrote the letter talks about studying math and working under Moriarty so Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like that's what that should mean. He was a like, professor. I I actually didn't ever think of what <laughs> me either uh, it was i was like really a math prevent seriously like i just i guess it does but it's not i don't know you don't hear that every day i thought that was strange um uh i assume it's based on based on the canon as it were yeah um I'm not. I'm not an expert. Yeah, in actually, Sherlock that's lore. what it says in his Wikipedia article: Professor of Mathematics. All right. Well, there I'm you sorry, go. Formally, the other formally the other please. occupation is criminal mastermind. Got <laughs> 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 a promotion. <laughs> that's the tenure everyone's looking for, right? Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I. I uh, my suspicions. I, I like your frame of thought from the, you know, your uh, your your rubric here. It. I, I really want to look at Ella. I think she's the one that has the most interest uh, because everyone else is responding normally in a in a certain sense. Like they don't like him, and when he shows up, he they act like they don't like him. You know. Uh, and then there's a bunch of people who don't really know him 
I do think I agree with you to call out that the constable is strange. This whole you tore my cup. And like, why does it even matter? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That that's why it stood out to me because it feels pointless. Yeah. And so I'm just like, why is that even in here? Is there some clue in here okay. about what happened? I was really trying to put together like the torn cuff, the cigarette case with the numbers on it. Like, what does this have to do with the theft? I don't have anything there, but it just feels like it just feels that's like the most concrete clue yeah. that we have in this thing, even though it's not even obvious that those clues have anything to do with the crime. So I know I read this, but I, I'm forgetting the details. What did they say about the astrolabe being stolen? They didn't say like the case was broken, right? Did they... Yeah, 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 yeah. The case was broken. Oh, that's what I meant. They said the case was broken. The charwoman discovered a protective glass glass case meant to host a valuable antique astrolabe shattered. Shattered. Oh, it's charwoman. I. I think it's charwoman. I, you know, I saw charwoman and assumed they meant chairwoman, but charwoman apparently is a word. What does it mean? Does it mean? <laughs> yeah, some kind of old school like janitor type. Job, oh, a woman I, I employed guess. to clean houses or offices. Okay, charwoman. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Anyway, the thing was shattered. So that um, that's what makes me think his cuff got torn on whatever the whatever the shattered glass was. That's the only yeah. connection I can make to that. But oh oh, and that was the other thing. Uh, the stolen item had been replaced with a rough stone brown and green in color, presumably used to break the case. Maybe that's what I was thinking, is like, what if the stone was in the cigarette case? I don't know why that would be true or why that even makes sense, but I don't think anyway. you could put a stone in a cigarette case. No? Cigarette cases are pretty flat. <laughs> what if it's because small? Because they hold cigarettes. <laughs> what if it's really small? <laughs> okay, so you're saying, you're saying, he's like, yeah, no, he's got, I, 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 I gotta sneak in a stone. The cigarette that's case is really big. Sneak in a stone is to put it in my cigarette <laughs> case. But that's why I don't, I'm just I, that's why I don't have any cigarettes because there was a stone here taking up all the cigarette spots. I mean, there's a logic there that I do get. Like I know Okay, saying. good. Thank you. That's the best I could do. Yeah. I agree. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I, I've just I don't understand. Why is it empty? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Out of luck. Out of luck. Yeah. Like, like what what like <laughs> Okay, well, here's another way to ask the question is, what else could have been in the cigarette case? I, I, I like your thinking about the stone, but if it was big enough to break the case, I just can't imagine that fits in a cigarette case. <laughs> it would have to be pretty small to fit in, unless it's like a really big cigarette case that holds like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like 500 cigarettes or something. But yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, I agree. It's just like in terms of the scene of the crime, right? We mm -hmm. have this thing. They, they say the stone was used to break the case. It's like, it's like, okay, like why is that even? Well, he says here? presumably used to break the case. Maybe he's wrong about that. Like, it could be wrong. That. Yeah. Um, well, then what is it then? Like, why is there a stone there? Why? Why? Well, is there why a stone would you leave? The, why would you leave the stone behind anyway? uh because you don't want to carry it yeah there's not a great reason i i guess uh so but 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 okay like let's say why would you leave it behind well but then why is it there like that right there's got to mm -hmm. be 
there's got to be some reason why it's there. Like, why would it? Why would someone replace the astrolabe and put a stone? Well, what's there? interesting is he describes the stone uh, as brown and green in color, which I don't know why he make he he mentions that brown and green in color. Is that is there is there any brown and green stuff mentioned earlier? Uh, have any could that could mentioned? that mean something? Like, is there something? Is there like another school's? Yeah, right. So. Another school's coat of arms, brown. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was hoping. Is St. John's a real university? Yeah, I know. Do we do we have to do internet research for this? <laughs> Just like Holmes did, right? It's like <laughs> the Google Watson. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm looking up St. John's University now. Um. Oh, this is in the United States, so this surely yeah, is not what they're referring to. <laughs> is it a university or is it a college? There is a St. John's College in Cambridge. Oh, there is. Oh, St. John's College is what it's called. Okay. <laughs> that seems more likely. We're Googling this. Well, I don't know. I mean, what else? I got nothing. Uh, it's too hard. I just, I was hoping maybe... Maybe there'd be something about the colors, but it's like they can they really expect that we're gonna do this? I don't this? think they're gonna expect that we do this. Their coat of arms has like a golden eagle at the top and like two like goats on the side. What the hell are you looking at? Hold on. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong place. I'm sorry. What where did you find that? Saint what John's is the college Cambridge? Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I got it finally. Uh, Why does okay, every school okay. have a coat of arms? I'm a yeah. This, this, I guess that's just a thing. Yeah, I think it's a standard. Okay, so we got yeah. So we got an eagle. We got two goats. Now there's also a St. John's College at Oxford. I hope that's not what they're talking about. Oh that's my god, different really? Than the St. John's College, Cambridge. <laughs> oh, are these like within? Oh, these are with, okay, St. John's College, Cambridge is just within, right? It's that weird thing where, like, you go to Cambridge, but, like, you you join a college. Yeah, it's like, but it looks oh, different. the system is so weird. It, it seems like it's different, though. Different from what? <laughs> it looks like there's a St. John's College, University of Cambridge, which is different than the St. John's College at Oxford University. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I think each one of them is a college within... Yeah, but they're different colleges. But, yeah, yeah, they're different colleges. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Different colleges within different yeah. universities. That's what a university is, the collection of colleges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the idea. Okay, so at the Oxford one, we got, like, some kind of lion-type figure... And we got we got red. What were the colors again? I already forgot. Green and uh, brown. Did I make that up? Uh, yeah, that does sound right. Um, trying to find the yeah, here. Brown uh, and green. Did, yes, brown and green. Brown and green. Okay, brown and green. Hmm. Okay, so this is like red and yeah, the. It's a stretch to call that brown and green. And same thing for the Cambridge one, because it's got like blue and red and yeah. Yeah. Brown and green. This also, why would you fits. why would you have a stone of the school's colors like and use it <laughs> in the crime? 
Look, I mean, hey, okay, here's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta, the thing. what's the thing? You got to remember that, you know, uh, stories are meant to be, you know, okay. like sometimes there's so the reason why is because we need to figure it out. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's basically if it was even true, that would have to be the reason, I think. The but... stolen item had been replaced by a rough stone, brown and green in color, presumably used to break the gates. I do think it's really odd. He remember the color of the stone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And who would have told him that? Because I don't think he saw the crime scene. He, uh, right? I'm presuming he's hearing this from uh, the constable. Is that, do you Let's think see. that's true? Yeah, that, yeah, in context, that's what it sounds like. Because he says, um, uh, I was directed to a room wherein the constable would speak to me privately. He asked me to empty my pockets. Blah, blah, blah. After some probing, finally informed me that I was under investigation for a theft at Adelaide College. Now, the quote ends there, but I kind of assume that the narration to follow is yeah. what he said. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Like, like this is what happens. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, so the glass case was shattered. Uh, it was replaced with stone. Why a stone? Is there some clue about a stone? It, well, yeah, and that's it's a, a weird rough element. Stone. It's just like a, and not, and I don't know. Is that different than a rock? <laughs> it's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the difference between a stone and a rock? Ooh. <laughs> All right. I thought maybe you had one. Um. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, here's interesting. So a rough stone is a gemstone that has not yet been polished or cut. So it's not even like a rock. A rock is not oh. a rough stone is a particular type of thing, which is a gemstone that has not yet been polished or cut. So it's a it's a so they they took a the astrolabe, which has gemstone okay. and replaced it with a gemstone that has not yet been polished or cut. Like an uncut, unpolished gemstone. Yeah. Okay. To me, that See, sounds like that sounds like a purposeful statement from the. Act. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and and like okay, like here's another thought. Like if if we're supposed to get four letters uh -huh. about this same case, then of course there's more details to come. There's no way we can solve it with this alone, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So the other thing about the Dear Home series, what are we? Uh, how far are we supposed to be able to get from this? Like, I don't even know. I think you know from what they say on their website, the idea is that I think even from the first letter, you can submit to them what you think happened and you and try to win a prize or something. So I, okay, I do think you could you could figure out what happened from the first letter. Okay, so they just give you more clues yeah. uh, as the letters go on yeah. and it makes it easier to solve. Yeah. Okay, okay, so it's theoretically possible, but probably pretty hard to to get it just from this. Okay. Here's the thing well, I don't believe happened. So this is what the, 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 the letter says, right? The, the, um, the valuable antique astrolabe, you know, was, was, was uh, the protective case over the astrolabe was shattered. The stolen item had been replaced by a rough stone, brown and green in color, presumably used to break the case. So this is the part that I find very dubious. 
The fixture was in an atrium next to Mac and Ken's offices, so my former colleagues were the first to be alerted. They, in turn, located the con uh, Constable Swallow and informed him of the crime. That part seems weird to me. Right? They didn't say that they heard the case being broken, but they... they well, it says it says they were the first to be alerted. I don't know what that means, but somehow, okay, whether or not they wait, where does it say that? Uh, the second to last page at the bottom. Uh, kind of the middle of that last paragraph, that last big paragraph. The fixture was in an atrium next to Mac and Kent's oh. offices, so my former oh, colleagues okay. were the first to be alerted. Okay. Okay, okay. I okay. took that to mean at some point in the day they came out of their offices and saw the thing was broken. That they didn't hear it being broken, but they saw that it was broken and then they went to go find the constable and informed him that somebody stole the thing. I would assume the charwoman told them. But she said that she hadn't noticed anything unusual. Oh, but you're saying she's the one who discovered that it was broken. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. So basically what happens is it, at some point in the day, she's cleaning. She claims she doesn't notice anything wrong. Then she comes back and she sees the case is broken. Then yeah. she alerts Ken and Mac. Yeah. And then they go alert the constable. Okay, that, yeah. that's, that's what it's saying. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Elsie Northcott. Um, Sounds like a criminal me. She is named, so I do think she probably needs to be put on the suspect list. Oh, everybody's a suspect. Um, told him she hadn't witnessed anybody or anything unusual because I feel like that morning. I feel like she's a great person to have been. A, the culprit or at least an accomplice because everything rests on her saying yeah. it was fine earlier. Yeah. She could have stole it and yeah. it says, well, I didn't see anything wrong. Yeah, I just noticed yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, is yeah. there any connection? Let's look at the names. Elsie Northcott. I'm just trying to see Ella, like Ella and Lionel, like <laughs> Morfet and North. Oh no! Is there gonna be some like anagrams or something? Like, are we in for that? What was uh, it? El El Ella Ella Morfet and Elsie Wellicott. What was it again? The names. Elsie Northcott. There's no way those Elsie names. Elsie Northcott. Up. It does feel like a, they should. Then there's a Lionel Morfet. Ella Morfet and Elsie Northcott. I mean, they sound vaguely similar, but <laughs> they do sound closer than they should be. <laughs> than random chance should allow, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh... this is interesting because I do want to say an astrolabe is about. Let me let me look up what that is. Oh, I was going to say something else I noticed from later, which is um, there's this thing about, um, you know, when he starts talking about, I saw it, I saw it yesterday. Uh -huh. uh, and he says, uh, it's, it's an object of amazing artistry, the size of my palm, made of gold, with a number of fine, intricate carvings of leaves and flowers on it. Each of the flowers has a brightly colored 
gemstone yeah. in its center. Yeah. Just have to point that out since the rough stone yeah. thing uh, is relevant to that. I don't know why that really should matter, but it just feels like there's some kind of vague connection there. Yeah. Um, with like this thing with gemstones on it being replaced by a rough stone. Mm-hmm. Like, That's why it feels like a statement was being made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's weird too is I don't understand if the rough stone has any value. Oh, and it was a new case too. Mm-hmm. The astrolabe had just been placed in a new case yeah. in the school's main atrium to impress visitors and potential donors, I suppose. Its lid was open. So you could see the various little little wheels and dials. Okay. It must have taken months to create, but I digress. I had no... Okay. Okay. I also think it's weird to say I had nothing to do with the theft of this astrolabe or with any theft at all for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like, all right, you're protesting a little too yeah, much. Like, calm down. Thefts. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Nobody, nobody said you did a bunch of other thefts. Mm-hmm. Like, calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah there's okay all right hey god Mm. yeah this is impenetrable um and it's so short it feels like (laughs) it feels like this should be like easily solvable all right now i feel like i gotta go back here um okay uh priceless ancient astrolabe yeah Mm mm-hmm and in truth, I do not think these accusations are mere coincidence. That's an interesting statement as well. Yeah. Because he never really alludes later to like what he thinks the non-coincidence is. Like, you know, it doesn't seem like he's suggesting later on any specific idea of who would like frame him for this or whatever. Yeah. You know, so like, why not? Like, <laughs> you know, like what? What what are you what are you insinuating with that? I don't know. Um, Where's that line? It's in the first paragraph. It's at the end of the first paragraph. Oh, I, I think he's saying they're blaming me because I'm an easy person to blame. That's all he's saying. I, I think I think that's what he's saying. Because he summed okay. it up at the end by saying something similar, which is in terms of reputation, right? Part of me does not, part of me does understand that employers look to hire men with unpeachable reputations, but it's a terrible unfairness if my name is being smeared for once falling prey to a scoundrel. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he's saying the same kind of thing, like, oh, I'm an easy, vic- I'm an easy target. They're just there. accusing him because he worked for Moriarty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I thought he was insinuating like he was being set up. Um, specifically by someone uh, because of, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, it, it can just be that. That makes sense. Well, and that's what he's saying. I write you because my association with the professor has led to a more daunting problem. I have been falsely accused of stealing a prices ancient astrolabe, right? So he is saying I'm being accused because of my association. So it's not a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird. It's it is weird. I just I, I have a hard time reading this and having it flow like make sense to me because it's like 
I'm writing you because my association has led to being accused and I don't think it's a coincidence. Like, well, yeah, you just said that it led, like, it's just, you know, I don't know. That's what made me think it meant more, that he wasn't just repeating the idea that he just said. I don't know. I see what you're saying. If it, it seems like he's going to elaborate on why it's not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like he already said that the association led to the accusations. So that states that it's not a coincidence. So like why point out that it's not a, I don't know, like you already said it wasn't. So anyway, that's what made me think he meant more by that, I think. Yeah. But maybe not, because it's never mentioned again. So I, maybe it's just, it's he's just like, you know, mm-hmm. stating the same thing multiple times. I mean, I do that sometimes. You're allowed. It's fine. I just, you know, you got to look at every word in these things. Um, okay. All right. So now, now I got to relook at this stuff. Uh, I graded examination paper, pa- papers. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's saying he's saying, listen, my associate with the professor um has made finding work an impossibility, but he's but but this I've been willing to withstand. Now the problem is he has a more daunting problem, which is that he's being falsely accused. And he doesn't think these accusations are he doesn't think these accusations are coincidence. <laughs> Which means he thinks there's another reason why they're happening, which is not yeah. that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It seems to suggest it's not his association with Moriarty. Yeah, that's the reason he's being accused. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking. Okay, and but but he doesn't really t- elaborate later about like what you know what what he thinks the extra element is here and so like I i'm wonder, just not even sure is it is it just that he was there at the scene of the crime it's not a coincidence that he was accused because he was there at the scene of the crime <laughs> that's the exact sentence i was going to say to you and hope it made sense <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure I understand. I literally was going to say the same. Thing. Okay. Okay. Right? If you show um, up, if you show up to a crime scene, is it coincidence that you were associated with the crime? That, I I would agree that it's not a coincidence, but it's weird to phrase it that way. You know, like. like <laughs> yeah, he doesn't think it's a coincidence because he knows it's not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like they found me standing over the body with a bloody knife yeah. in my hand. But, but I don't think it's a mere coincidence. They think I'm a killer. Yeah, like what? Yeah. <laughs> like maybe that's what it means, but that's yeah. just, I don't know. It's a strange okay. thing to say. Um, well, I gotta I say, I, I, do, I do love this letter. I do love the idea of trying to solve this mystery as a consulting detective. It's it, it's super fun at this point, like to to see or to even imagine. Do we have enough clues to figure it out, or is there some missing pieces here? Uh, so so far, I, I do I do like this idea of the Deer Homes uh, service here. Um, 
I, you know, I don't think I, I don't know if we can uncover too much more without getting to case letter number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we're gonna need more help. It, it will be interesting once we get the answer to go back to this and see, like, yeah. could we have, could we have solved this from this letter alone? Like, how reasonable would it be? Okay. Is there a secret code in here somewhere? I don't right. know. Um, you know, I don't know, like, I, like looking at the, the coat of arms at the top and the way the sword is like pointing to the R, I'm like, is that, is that something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just, it looks strange visually. So, and like the other thing I just noticed that I had forgot about is he says in the second paragraph, your investigation led to his downfall, Moriarty. And when Dr. Watson published his account of your case, the adventure of the final problem, it had a devastating effect upon my life. Mm-hmm. Like what? <laughs> what? But, but he's, he's Why? Talking about, he's talking about what he says next, which is he hasn't been able to get a job. Oh, oh, is he saying the only reason people yeah. know about Moriarty exactly. is because of the publication? So that's what Watson. Ah, said. okay. Yeah, canonically, that's what Watson okay. would do: is he would publish uh, these cases for the public. That's how Sherlock becomes n- notable is you know watson would write about these cases that sherlock solved and so the public okay would figure would 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 get the information so he's basically saying yeah once watson published his account everybody saw that moriarty was horrible there and everybody already knew i was moriarty's assistant therefore um i was connected to him from that publication okay so if he hadn't published that thing, then people wouldn't even necessarily know. People wouldn't about know Moriarty. what Moriarty did, and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, and then like he wouldn't have. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. I thought he was saying like personally reading this, it affected me in a devastating oh, way. Gotcha. But okay, okay, okay. That that makes more sense. That makes like a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you already, you already. But okay. I do um, love this this detail though. I mean, we all know about Moriarty and and, and his connection to Holmes. I do love this idea of a of a innocent sort of person who's in the wake of like the the down the the fallout from all mm-hmm. of this, having this just real world problem of like, I just need a job. I didn't, like, I didn't <laughs> yeah, do, like I didn't do any crimes. I didn't even right right. I just time. did basic work. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and now I'm like now there's this problem, and then not only that, but on top of it, someone's pinning a a a, a crime on me because I'm an easy target because I have this bad reputation. Right. So yeah, I think and possibly cool. for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> not a coincidence yeah or not i don't Uh, know yeah i do think it's a cool first case letter uh but i i don't at this point i mean there's two things i would want to say one is if i if i just go with a normal uh trying to solve a mystery i would say uh one of his friends did it or the charwoman did it yeah you know possibly the constable but maybe not if I go yeah. with, I know what a whodunit is, and I know that there's going to be red herrings, and I know like the least likely suspect probably did it. I'm looking at Ella, uh, yeah, and I'm looking at her husband um, as, as 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 and the motive I would say there has to do with some rivalry between the schools or yeah. funding issue. You know, 
the reason that she clammed up about an open position is there's a hiring freeze because the school's having a problem financially mm-hmm. and uh and somehow but you know what's you know, I was gonna say and somehow Stilius Astrolabe is gonna help them, but the problem is they can't just go display this thing at their school. Hey, we got an Astrolabe too. Oh, you had one before? Oh no. What happened? What happened to Astrolabe? <laughs> this is a whole different one. We got a whole different <laughs> it's got different stars in its minds. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't add up because, like, even if they sold it, like, what would they like? It, yeah, it, like, how would that benefit the school? Like, it doesn't seem. Yeah. It seems like it, it would it would have to be more personal, but then it's weird because it's not even a personal thing for this character. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's just there for an interview. Like, he barely saw this thing, mm-hmm. so it's like, why would that be? Which makes me think that it's not even about the astrolabe, and the astrolabe is a is a is a MacGuffin. I don't. And that, like, about the, I, there's some statement that was made about leaving something else in its place, a rough hewn version. So the the thing that was like ancient and intricate and of value, right? And everyone want you know sees the value in it was replaced by something you know rough hewn and mm-hmm. unpolished. You know, like I think there's something somebody's making a statement. So who who is in a position to make a statement about this? And I don't know if it's like some cultural appropriation thing or like, you know, you guys stole this from some people or like the person mm-hmm. who made this isn't isn't getting credit for who made it. You know, it is a specific tool for like for making astro- astronomical measurements and like the ad- attitude altitudes of like celestial bodies and stuff like that. So like it has a, a specific function and I don't know if someone right. would have stolen it because they need that function. Right. Does the, does the culprit need to find where Jupiter is or something? I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> Was that the best way? Can't you get a cheap ass astrolabe? Yeah. I get. I, I mean, but it doesn't have diamonds in it. So how are you gonna know where Jupiter is without the diamonds? Can't uh, find no Jupiter without diamonds. Apparently, an astrolabe came before the development of a sextant. So, if that helps at all, um, <laughs> uh, not really, but it's interesting. Does that help you? Um, yeah, I got to see one of these things. Okay, yeah. okay, that looks interesting. I guess that's an interesting question, right? Is is it stolen because it has value because it's made of gold and has jewels, or is it stolen because of its uh, functional value that it can it can it can do a function, or is it stolen because it has some historical or cultural value? Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a hard one. Um, uh, or what I'm suspecting, which is that it was just stolen to frame this character. And actually, the rough, the rough stone was placed there because dot, dot, dot. Yeah. It'll be in the second letter, maybe. Can I tell you I don't know. that just stood out to me that I didn't quite understand? So his last, his last paragraph is, please help me. Please, sorry. Please help. Please, 
Help me clear my name. <laughs> Greetings hard. Part of me does understand that employers look to hire men with unpeachable reputations, but it's a terrible unfairness that my name is being smeared for once falling prey to a scoundrel. I'm a mathematician, not a criminal. So what's interesting about this paragraph is whether or not he's a criminal isn't what was his original problem. His original problem, which impeached his reputation, was his connection to Moriarty, which does not change if he's cleared of these crimes. So it's interesting to me that he would end his letter saying, uh, you know, employers look to hire men with unimpeachable reputations, but it's unfair that my name is being smeared related to this crime. But even if the crime goes away, he, he still has the original problem that he had before the crime. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Is is that just a oversight in how it was written or is I mean, I mean, I I feel like I mean, maybe. Maybe there's something there. At, at first glance it feels to me like it's 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 I you know, Instead of before the vague insinuation that there was a there was a stain on my record because I worked for this mm -hmm. you know mega criminal guy, now I'm literally accused of a crime. Now I'm literally right. being called a criminal. You know, at least help me clear my name of this like mm -hmm. direct charge that I literally did something that's not just being associated with someone you know and and i guess he's also saying like you know um i guess he's also saying that he's being accused of this because of the association so mm -hmm. it's sort of like i don't know i mean i feel like it's 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 uh it's it's a bit of a stretch to say it's gonna clear his name to yeah. to to but but i feel like it's it, it is an escalation from what it was before. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like maybe there's something there, but yeah, it feels to me like it's just a way of saying like, you know, this has made things so much worse. Like at least help me get out of this, but clear my so name of this crime. It was bad to begin with. I don't know how much worse it is. I mean, the only reason it's worse is because he might go to jail, right? But no one's, he's still not, he wasn't able to get hired before. He's not getting hired now. If the clear, if the crime goes away, he's still not going to get hired. Unless they're really trying to say, oh, well, if you didn't do this crime, then you're, then all the Moriarty <laughs> stuff goes out of the window. I mean, I can imagine it being a bit worse if, It definitely you know, a bit worse, but does it get, does it get significantly better if this goes away? I mean... I think it gets better than if it doesn't go away, but yeah, like like, I mean, it's like, oh, well, Ewan didn't steal that astrolabe, but he was, people thought he did. <laughs> <laughs> that seems pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, the court said he didn't do it, but you know, Ewan, you can't trust. Yeah, him. I mean, I don't I'm know. Not, Is I'm, anyone I'm, like I'm looked leaving, at his desk drawer? Hey, I'm not leaving my astrolabe around him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it'd be funny if he did actually do it <laughs> ah. after all this 
actually would be hilarious. What does Ewan mean in Gaelic? Does it mean rough hewn, green and brown stone? Because, <laughs> yeah, I did. I oh, read. Ewan, um... Guess what Ewan means? What is it? Oh, God, I have no idea. What does the word sound like? Uh. Like a like a lamb or something? Ah, yeah. What's what is a lamb? A sheep. And what kind of sheep is it? A baby. Yeah. So what do you think Ewan means? A baby sheep. Well, no. It means uh, youth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was never gonna get there. That was close. Youth baby. I was stuck on the sheep thing. Yeah. I thought it had something to do with sheep. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You and you, yeah, okay. I get it, must be related. Yeah, the you, yeah, you. It feels like born of you. The, sp- the spelling is uh, mm-hmm. different, but yeah, it seems, uh, it seems weird. But yeah, um, uh, there's a story that I read, like a detective story, where uh, I won't say what it is to avoid dis- spoiling it, but it turns out that the client did the murder that's great you know and i had it on my list because it was like here's an answer that is possible but like kind of seems like the least likely thing and makes no sense so let's put it on the list well that's interesting because i like the idea of you and he's lying and he knew what moriarty was doing the whole time yeah yeah yeah, like, are there clues to that? I mean, I still got to go back to this. You tore my cuff. No, mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, like what? Like, what is this? Because here's the thing. <laughs> if if the constable stole it and he tore his cuff when he was breaking the glass on the astrolabe, why would he bring it up? Why would he see his cuff is torn later? And he looks at you and he's like, Oh, I'm going to blame this on you when he knows that, oh, it was actually was probably broken when I stole that thing. So why would he mm-hmm. bring it up? Yeah, 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 yeah. But why is he so insistent? And why are we reading this? Mm-hmm. It just This to me is the weirdest paragraph in the entire letter. Yeah. Like the rest of it is telling us like concrete stuff that's about the story and about who did what. And, and you know, like like that paragraph is like seemingly it's it it feels like on the surface if you take that paragraph out nothing changes yeah like the constable takes him to the station like you don't need to say anything else right like mm-hmm. why so there must be a reason why this is here and i just feel like there's something to the cuff the cuff is torn the cigarette case with the numbers on mm-hmm. it like I just got I got nothing on is the cigarette case the astrolabe that makes no sense uh is the cuff did the cuff have the stone in it did the did the stone cut the cuff did the did the thing yeah I mean it's yeah why would he bring it up I mean would he bring it up just because he he's like he's he's the one who framed this this UN character for it. Mm-hmm. And so he he not only wants to frame him for that, but he wants to frame him for the reason his cuff is torn from well, the thing. The, I mean, the other thing about the case is he Ewan mentions is that it's rather fashionable, which I think is interesting. 
that this constable has a very fashionable cigarette case on top of the fact that it is etched uh, with with numbers. Right. And the fact that he says number, like he, it, I would presume that it didn't come across as birth date, which might be something you'd etch on a case or an anniversary date. Like it didn't seem like it was a date, mm-hmm. you know, that was obvious to him. It's just some numbers. So like what numbers you know, a serial number or like a military ID number, like what what numbers would you have on a case? Yeah, is there is there a thing, is there some British thing of like putting numbers on a cigarette case yeah. for like some purpose? Let me, I want to look up like how an astrolabe works because like do you put in numbers or coordinates in the astrolabe and it tells you something? Uh... Let's see. Um, yeah, how does it work? Uh, uh, does it, does this thing tell you how it works? Um, all right, all right. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna Google how does an astrolabe work. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I don't want to watch a whole TED talk about it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can use it to like measure stuff, but okay, here we go. The main uh, uses of astrolabes were to tell the time of day or night, to identify the time of sunrise and sunset and the length of the day, and to locate celestial objects in the sky. So the only and and I, and I don't know how the numbers come into play, but the only thing I think is the numbers would then, if you put it in the astrolabe, it would lead, it would tell you where something was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm reading. Uh, so this is a Mariner's astrolabe, which may be different, but what it says is they would use uh the pole star, which is some kind of star, I guess, or the sun. So you put the star in the sights of these like pinholes in the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, uh, uh, you use that to measure the degrees of your latitude um, based on like where the star is. Okay. Um, that tells you what your latitude is using the thing. So you can use it to measure your latitude um so is there like a treasure somewhere and like you can only find the treasure yeah you have this the numbers and the astrolabe yeah so that that seems like something that could be true and if it was like a latitude thing on the case then yeah potentially like you could use the astrolabe to find the thing i mean that seems at least possible it's weird that you got to know how astrolabe works. <laughs> yeah. To solve this, like is is it is it outside knowledge required here? I mean, in a in a standard version of this mystery, I would assume the astrolabe didn't really matter that much, but mm-hmm. maybe it does. Well, it matters to the degree of why would they take it? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, you know, sometimes with these theft stories, yeah. you know, like, it well, sort of matters why they took stealing. it, but it doesn't really matter what the thing is. And they're usually stealing something that has, like, a function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I would say at this point, we've, we've talked about a few options, uh, and I think we could move on to letter two. Yeah. Let's see what, what might be happening here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, well, everybody, I would say, you know, go ahead and post your theories and your uh, responses to this case letter number one um, on the post. And we can talk about it there on Patreon. And then we'll, we'll be back with case letter number two for the November 2022 case. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.